Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. If you remember being a teenager, you remember what it feels like to experience your first crush or your first love. And if you and your current partner aren't high school sweethearts, your first heartbreak. When your teenager does break up with their boyfriend or girlfriend, how do you help them through that terrible time? This is Help, I Have a Teenager. I'm Ginny Mansberg. I'm a GP, which means I've seen a lot of children and their parents come in for medical advice. But I'm also a mum, and we've got six fully grown-up kids in our blended family. And I'm Jo Lamble, a clinical psychologist who loves to help parents of teenagers navigate these tough years. I'm also a mum of two adult children. We'll get to teen heartbreak later. But first, our first question comes from our anonymous form, which you can find in our show notes to ask us a question. Hi, Ginny and Joe. My 14-year-old's been a handful at school lately. I've had two calls and two emails this week about different incidents. Punishments don't seem to phase him, and he finishes them but goes back to causing trouble. He's got a shot at the school's accelerated math program next year, but I worry he doesn't see its significance. How can I get him to focus on better behaviour and realise what a big deal this opportunity is? Plus, as the oldest of three boys, I know our approach to discipline here sets the tone for the whole crew. Eat my shorts. You just bought yourself another Saturday, Mr. Joe, this is sounding so familiar to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I've got a lot of questions. I mean, first is this new behaviour. You know, has he always acted out a bit or, you know, could this be a burst of testosterone? Ginny, is that a thing around 14? What's mm, Yeah, what? I mean, if he's going through puberty a little late, yes. We used to say they peaked in testosterone at four, but no, they definitely do in teenage years. Right, right. But I don't know that we can just put being that. naughty on testosterone. <laughs> Are there any signs of ADHD that hasn't already been diagnosed? You're nodding, so that's yes. what your first thought is. My first thought is, you know, at 14 they're often getting to a little bit harder stages around maths and English. Does he have a learning disorder that's coming out He's going well. He's about to be invited to the maths acceleration program. That might have been based on some earlier results and recently if he's kind of worked out he's not keeping up as well, he might be being a bit disruptive. It's worth getting checked out or at least talking to the teacher. Exactly, and I think that's a great idea to talk to the teacher and get some more feedback. I suppose some other things going through my mind, is he being bullied or bullying others himself? So is he lacking in some confidence for some reason and trying to get attention, even if it's negative attention? So that could be going. I suppose what I'm saying is that you want to sort of work out with him what's going on because especially if this behaviour is new, like we always say with teenagers, if something changes, that's when you want alarm bells to ring and you want to explore it. Whereas if this is a continuation of 
you know, he's always been a little bit of a handful, then that's tough for you definitely, but not so worrying. I would unpack and separate the maths acceleration program. When you're in the flux of it and all the parents are talking about it, did he get into, did he get into accelerated English? You can feel like it's going to determine the rest of his life and his career. It so doesn't. Don't worry about it. I think the behaviour thing and possibly being disrespectful to teachers, prompting a letter coming home or, you know, some negative consequences for him, that would be the thing that I would focus on mainly because you're his parents and you want him to be okay and you want him to be happy. And this doesn't sound like the behaviour of a kid who's happy and okay. So your job is to get to the bottom of that. And I wouldn't even mention the maths. I, I just don't think it's relevant right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I always talk about trying to find the incentive that lands on your child. Now, if your child is just determined to be a math scholar, then that would be very important. But if not, you want to find out, okay, what does matter to him? You know, does he play sport? Does he care what his coach thinks of him? Does he have a close relationship, you know, with a girl or boy and he really wants them to think well of him and their family to think well of him? Now, I'm not trying to encourage FNE, fear of negative evaluation. Ooh, sorry, psychobabble. sorry, psychobabble again. Psychobabble. Psychobabble. You don't want to, you know, encourage them to really worry, what do people think of me? But you just want to find the incentive that will help him to think, okay, what I'm doing is actually not helping me. And that's what you're saying, Ginny. You know, this is not helping you. Whereas if the thing is you're saying, hey, this is not good for your marks, this is not going to help you get into the program, this is not good for your ATAR, then that is probably not going to land. And while I would make sure that he doesn't have a learning difficulty or ADHD, and I think it is worth a trip to a psychologist or a doctor just to sort of get that assessed and rule that out, at 14, I think he'll probably grow out of it and I wouldn't freak out about it too much. And I wouldn't worry that he's going to lead your entire football team of young lads astray. Yeah. So my main tip would just be to find the incentive for your child to work on improving their behaviour. And my top tip would be, chances are he's going to grow out of it. 14-year-olds don't make great decisions, but I wouldn't be too worried about it. question also comes from an anonymous. Help, my son has a broken heart. How can I help him? What should I say? My son is turning 17 in a few weeks and just started year 12. He recently told us that he and his girlfriend of nearly a year have broken up. He doesn't seem to know why and it happened very suddenly. They spent a lot of time together and she was often at our house for dinner or just hanging out with him and his younger siblings. I know they were having sex, which makes it all the more intense. I know he wasn't expecting this and he'd just spent a lot of money on her birthday gifts. Is there anything I can do? Oh, Ginny. <laughs> I know, darling. I mean, chances are in six weeks he'll be a bit over it, I'm hoping, but this is exactly what Joe always speaks about, about the intensity of these relationships at such a young age, particularly when they are sexually active, because they can't imagine that they're going to do anything other than get married and have children and put a picket fence around themselves. And when it doesn't go like that, and unfortunately, very rarely do they both come to the realisation at a mutually agreed upon time where they both go, you know what? I think there's better out there. Somebody's going to have to cop a broken heart and unfortunately this is your son. And what would be great is to get to the point where he can look back and eventually go, 
I'm so glad I had that relationship. She was great. She was a really good first girlfriend and I've learned a lot. And here are the things that I'd like to replicate in my future relationships and here are the things I never want to do again and I probably should have seen it coming. So that's not going to happen yet. No, exactly. So before that, that's an excellent goal. (laughs) (laughs) How long are we talking about, Jo? When when should we be setting that goal for? Well, we Are we at the five-year mark or are we a little bit earlier than that? Well, I always say it's sort of a month for every year you were together. So okay, so they were together 12 months. Yeah, so let's say it's probably going to take a month of really heavy-hearted tears and then hopefully start picking up, whereas if it's been longer, obviously it takes longer to get over. But it is really important that you stress to him to have your heart broken does feel so physical because it really does, doesn't it? I remember my heart being broken, you know, as a teenager and it really did hurt. And I know when my mum said that to me, when she grabbed her heart and she said, it actually physically hurts, doesn't it? I can't believe how powerful that was for me to hear from my mum. I thought, that is right. So though I didn't feel crazy, I didn't feel bad for feeling that bad at this young age because there's no point telling a 17-year-old, oh, you're 17, you know, don't worry. <laughs> You're fine, you're young, as if you were going to stay together anyway. (laughs) Honey, there are a lot of other fish in the sea. So I think what's really important, because he's grieving, he's grieving, and when someone's grieving, there are some good strategies to follow. And one of the main ones is to ask him, what did you love about her? And what did you love about being in a relationship? Get him to really talk about that with tears streaming down his face or text it to you if he can't bear to even talk about it. Because if he can voice what he loved about her and what he loves about being in a relationship, then you can say, okay, that's really good to remember because that's what you want to take into another relationship way, 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 way down the track that you can learn that about yourself. And remember, it's harder to grieve when we're rejected because that person chose to leave us. Whereas if somebody unfortunately dies, they don't choose that. And so, you know, that is obviously heartbreaking. But this rejection can feel really, really bad. Absolutely. Oh, poor darling. I think the fact that you're so concerned about him, you're obviously taking it seriously, which is really good. I'm going to endorse everything that Joe said as per usual. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to add in is another thing to not do is go, she was never good enough for you oh, anyway. Exactly. Oh, I did not. She was so rough when she spoke and she was not smart enough and you're smart and she was dumb. I think next minute, yes, they're back together. They're back together <laughs> and you don't know what to do. Um, so I will, I'll apply that relationship to your ex-sister-in-law, to your ex-mother-in-law. Let's just get... Mm, they can it, reconcile too. Yes, they can reconcile too. <laughs> and also we don't want them to make their way through grieving by being mean about people. It doesn't help them develop a really great character. So we want to validate that, of course, she broke your heart because she was great and you were great together. And I want to see you that happy again. Exactly. A couple of quick other tips, Ginny, is is encouraging maybe he may never have done this and he might not be interested, but keeping a journal, we know that writing actually helps us process pain. So if he can just write, even if he never reads it, just write a stream of consciousness of all the heart breaking thoughts and feelings he has, that might help him too. It is really good to gently remind him to look after himself, maintaining a healthy lifestyle, because even if he feels like staying under the doona, you know, all weekend, he probably will feel better if he gets out in the air, does a bit of exercise, eats well. And again, you know your son, so you know whether it will help if you share a story about your own heartbreak. I know when my daughter's heart was first broken and, you know, I gave the same, yes, it feels physical, doesn't it? She's nodding through sobbing tears. And then, you know, I told her about my first heartbreak. She went, oh, did you? Okay. She just felt, you know, so 
connected in the fact that we're both, I'm crying, she's crying about our first love. So that really helps. And then lastly, if he's an affectionate person, I just give him lots of hugs. If you enjoyed this episode of Help, I Have a Teenager, click the follow button wherever you listen to your podcast to get notified when our new episodes drop every Friday. And if you have a question for us, we would love to hear it. All you have to do is record a voice memo for us and email it to podcast at mamamia.com.au. You can also call our Mamma Mia podcast phone on 02 9386 and leave a message. This episode was produced by the fabulous Tali Blackman. I'm Jo Lamble. I'm Ginny Mansberg, and we'll see you next week. If you would love unlimited access to everything women are talking about right now, subscribe to Mamma Mia. An annual Mamma Mia subscription includes discounted tickets to Mamma Mia live events, subscriber-exclusive stories, podcasts and videos from Australia's leading independent women's media brand. 